What's good, everybody? Welcome back to our, another episode of our Coast to Coast Rankings. Today, we got the tight ends for you coming hot. Number one, Travis Kelsey. I mean, is there was there really any debate here? Did you guys ever think twice about putting anyone else here? To be honest, nah. in the, I actually, for a second, was thinking maybe Waller could pull it off. Just thinking, yeah. this was my kind of pre-Super Bowl thing, but now, think no, the Chiefs didn't win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to come out. They're going to be strong with their offense, which kind of a record-breaking offense next season, I'd predict. So that's why I got Kelsey on top. But I think Waller's going to have a fantastic season. I think Waller's, like, the only one that could really, like, compete with him, I think, yeah. to be honest. Like, there's no there's no one really else that, like, I would even consider next to Kelsey. I mean, another question is, like, how early would you take Kelsey? I think the Bottom earliest second. would be, like – I mean, top second, top second. Yeah, I'd say like the tenth pick, like, like yeah, like tenth pick, like end of the first round, like yeah, start of the second. I think that'd be the earliest I'd take him. Damn. I mean, you gotta look at his stats: 105 yeah. receptions, because he's putting up yards. like top wide receiver stats, and it's like he's so valuable because like you have such a like a premier on that position. Yeah. Like, I mean, but Waller, even Waller was like kind of inconsistent, you know. And a lot of these other guys, I mean, they've been like super like up and down, you know. You never really know. Yeah, I mean, guy had more receptions than Keenan Allen, his teammate Tyreek Hill, more yards than his teammate Tyreek Hill, 11 touchdowns, which is more than Hopkins, Justin Jefferson Diggs, Colin Ridley, some guys that have some really solid seasons. He's number one, I mean, above those guys. Yeah, as a receiver, crazy. he'd be right up there with the guys that are getting drafted around there anyway, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the, crazy big, I think he's the biggest sure thing in the league, especially in fantasy. Um, so moving on to number two. We've all also all got Darren Waller. I feel like he's probably, you know, that next best receiving threat um, after Kelsey. And his volume, like his volume is just crazy because he's their number one option um, unless oh. they get a new guy. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that Kelsey got over him this season was yards, which obviously yards matter. But, I mean, Waller was just two touchdowns behind him. He was two receptions over him. I mean, they had the same amount of targets this season. I mean – Obviously, Kelsey didn't play in that last game, but still, I mean, this guy's going to be a surefire one, too. I'd take him top of the third if you had him there. That's probably where he's going to fall. Yeah, I could see that. Um, his questions, just like Carson said, just about that inconsistency. Um, you know, I need to see a little bit higher floor. Maybe, you know, have, like, more consistent targets throughout the game and not have those games where he just gets, like, nothing. Um but overall, I still think he's probably, like, the best receiver after Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, he had a crazy, like, stretch of games, I think, towards the end of the year where he was just going off from, like, 38, like, 35, yeah. which, you know, is good and all, but you want consistency, just like Carson mentioned, yeah. which is why he's only second, but still a very solid second place. I think he had a Yeah, but don't let that, like – yeah, don't let that, like, take you away from taking him because I think – like, yeah, where would you guys like third, fourth round? I, I feel like I'd take him in the third. Yeah, third or fourth. I yeah. think there's a lot more depth. Go, yeah. go on. No, go ahead. Yeah, because he's just as valuable, I feel like, as Kelsey because like these are the top. Because I mean, like, I feel like the last few years it's been like there's been like three or four guys like Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, and then like, you know, he kind of fell in there. Mark Andrews kind of fell in there. But now it's like it's really just like Kelsey and Waller and everyone else. It's just like you don't really know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, 
but no, going back to what I was about to say, like if you drop it in the – let's say you get two running backs in your first two rounds and you go Darren Waller, you can still find yourself a solid, you know, flex or like wide receiver one. Like I guarantee you someone like Terry McLaurin is going to follow the round four. Plenty or, of receivers, bro. There's you always know, receivers. I can, I can keep – I mean, maybe may not be there, but there's be plenty of guys that like have a potential to break out as wide receiver one next year, which, you know, when it comes down to it, Fantasy is a whole team game. So if you're one area that's sort of slacking, you know, as long as you get consistency is what really matters. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, look at Diggs. Where where did you guys – wasn't Diggs like in like the sixth round or something? I took him – I think it was like the end of the fifth. Oh, my yeah. God. So there's yeah. always going to be receivers like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't even had free agency yet. So we don't know where some of these guys that have potential to be a wide receiver one go uh, when they find mm-hmm. themselves in another system. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so moving on to number three, um, I'll start with mine. I've got TJ Hawkinson. I mean, I think he established himself last season as, you know, a top talent at the tight end position in the league. Um, you know, really established himself in that offense. It seemed like no matter what, I could count on him to catch a touchdown. Even if he only caught that touchdown, like those eight points were so valuable because like you know, he was putting up like eight points pretty much every week until um, – he put up like a finally a dud after like week 11 or something. But um, yeah, I think one of the more, more consistent options, not, not the best uh, ceiling, but definitely like a really uh, good floor and someone you can count on. Um, what about you, Carson? Um, for mine or, or about Hawkinson? Uh, talk about your guys's. Oh yeah. I mean, Kittle. Um, I mean, I just kind of had him at three just for like, out of respect for for Kittle, um, I'm still I'm just a little worried just still about his health, the you know the quarterback situation. Um, but I mean, you know, it's Kittle. Like when he's on the field, you know, I mean, he showed like when you know Grappa was injured and you know we had like Mullins in there. He was still he still kind of is like quarterback proof, um, but just a little bit worried because I think that just like hinders like his potential because we all know he could be putting up like Kelsey type numbers. He's that talented. It's just uh, you know sometimes. Uh, the quarterback play isn't as up to par as I'm sure Kittle would like it. But, yeah, that's that's why I have him at three, just for the namesake and just because I know that when he's healthy and the Niners are clicking, he, you know, puts up great numbers. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess kind of go off of that. The only reason that does concern me is that, you know, dating back to when he had his, like, really good season a couple of years ago when he broke the receiving record, which eventually got broken by Travis Kelsey this season was like there really was no other options on that offense. And now we got Debo Samuel, we got Ayuk. We don't know what we're going to do. Like probably going to go after a receiver later in the rounds of the draft. You know, San Francisco's got a good eye for those receivers down there. But, you know, it's gonna be, he's going to be able to produce because, you know, we still got a run game that's predominantly what our offense is from. So, I mean, I understand why Jose has him at four, but I think he's still slotted as a top five tight end. So, yeah, and then the only reason I don't actually don't have T.J. Hawkinson on my list, I'm just really worried about the quarterback play of Jared Goff. They don't have a really strong offensive line, but at the same time, he might be the only weapon on that team next year, which is going to like make things really interesting. I'm assuming Kenny Galladay does not want to play with Jared Goff, and nor does Marvin Jones. So who do they got left? Like Quez Watkins, and then they, they draft. Oh, they have Devontae's. Marvin. Yeah, and then, what, they're going to draft Devontae Smith or something? I think they're going to go defense in the first round, I'd assume, because there's really no point in building up this offense when you just be making a receiver pissed off out there, Jared Goff throwing balls at them. Yeah. 
I mean, I think he's I mean, that's, that's actually a reason why I like him, honestly, because, like, he really is, like, their only weapon, you know? And, like, if Goff, like, wants to prove anything and show, like, you know, prove any haters wrong, like, I feel like that's going to start with, you know, feeding Hawkinson, who's, yeah, if those two leave, he's definitely going to be the, like, the number one guy in that, that pass offense. Yeah. The team has also invested, like, a lot in him. So I, I would imagine, you know, they try to incorporate him a lot. Yeah. yeah um, moving on to my number four, I've also got Kittle. Um, I mean, you guys pretty much touched on everything. I just had him a little lower just because of, you know, the inconsistency at quarterback. But I feel like even with that, um, he's kind of like quarterback proof because even with Mullins, you know, he's he's still out there producing. Um, and when he's healthy, you know, he's the best uh, all-around tight end in the league. Um, and I think, you know, a pretty solid pickup uh, probably in the mid to later rounds. For sure. Um, okay. So moving on to number four for your um, Carson, you got Mark Andrews. Can you speak on that? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, what his MVP, Lamar's MVP season, I mean, he was a monster. He was, um, I forgot where he finished, but I know for sure he's like a top five guy. And uh, last year was like super disappointing. I know a lot of people took him, you know, expecting him to be another, uh, you know, have like another top five uh, type season, but he just didn't really. Uh, perform like that is super disappointing but I think that kind of evens out uh, this year I think uh, you know the Ravens are going to be a, uh, a lot better than they were this season offensively uh, you know not like Lamar MVP like passing numbers but I think if you just find that middle ground between you know this season and then his MVP season you're still gonna have a solid uh, fantasy season for guys like Andrews and I think uh, you know he's super crucial to developing uh, Lamar's passing game because he, you know he's that safety blanket in the middle of the field um, and I just like the upside. I think I, I just am expecting a, a bounce back uh, for him because, uh, you know, like he's – I think he really is like their, their number one option. Until they get, you know, another receiver, uh, I think he's like the number one guy. So I'm just expecting a bounce back from him. Yeah. Liam, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I mean, I'll add on it in my next one. So I'll just kind of talk on Gusecki real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Gusecki was able to finish fourth in yards amongst tight ends this year. Had a really strong end of the season. I know he had like a big 20-point – he had two 20-point games at the end of the season, which was good to see. And I think what we've seen in future – I mean, in past with history, you know, if history holds to what it is, young quarterbacks love throwing their tight end like a safety blanket. Mike Kosecki's perfect for that. With two Tagovailoa, he's going to be his top red zone threat. I don't care if they draft Devontae Smith in the first round. Devontae Smith is not a red zone threat. That Mike, Mike Kosecki is a red zone threat. He'll be getting a lot of work out there, you know. I don't, not really the highest on Tua, but I think, you know, having a guy like Mike Gusecki who's shown that he's a good receiving threat, you know, even with Fitzpatrick, so you know that he's, it's not just something with Tua, that he's going to go out there and he's going to do well for them. I mean, the only other problem would be that, you know, I think they do need another wide receiver, which something I'll t- talk on with Mark Andrews. Uh, I think another wide receiver will open up the game for him because if they're able to get the outside people, get attention on them. They got middle of the field for Kaseki to work. But, you know, I expect a big season from him. I think he definitely finds himself in that top five range. Yeah. Um, and you can just go ahead and move on to your number five since we're – Oh, yeah. We just about him. Yeah, so then going back to Mark yeah. Andrews, you know, Carson just kind of hit it on the spot there. I feel like nothing to add was just what I was trying to allude to with Mike Kaseki. I think an addition of another receiver is kind of like, you know, it's like spacing. It's going to add another element because, you know, let's say they get someone like Galladay or 
I, someone, a big name that I've seen that's actually really like is Juju, you know, another receiver to take the pressure off and, you know, make these corners pay attention to these wide receivers. It's going to get Mark Andrews a lot more work out there. I mean, he still had a good season though. He's able to finish fifth amongst tight ends and yards with 58 receptions for 702 and seven touchdowns, you know, um, obviously not as good as his season prior, but I still think Mark Andrews still got it in him. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have him on my list at all simply because like, I really don't know um, where they stand with that receiver situation. If they do get a guy, I feel like he definitely could finish top 10, but if he's like really the only guy out there, I feel like the league's kind of slowly figuring him out. I mean, he slowed down this season compared to the season before he still had like a few monster games here and there, but uh, I feel like he's he doesn't have as much uh, in him like these other guys do. Oh, definitely. So moving on to my number five, I've got Hunter Henry, um, a guy that was one of the pretty reliable for me uh, last season. Felt like every week he was putting up like 10, 12 points. Um, you know, just a solid guy. If he catches that touchdown, you know, it's extra. But I feel like he had a pretty good connection with Herbert and moving into next season. Um you know, we obviously they've got the new the new coaching staff, so I feel like they'll be able to incorporate him more into the offense. You know, from the get go because he started off kind of slow, but um, yeah. You guys, neither of you guys have Hunter Henry. You guys want to add on to that? I just Carson. like I I just always like I mean obviously you fear injuries with like every player, but he just has like a consistent track record with it. So I just like I don't know. I just never really bother with him. But, I mean, to be fair, like, I do like the fact that, like, yeah, I mean, him and Herbert, like, had a solid connection last year. He was a guy that, like, you know, was always kind of – yeah, like you said, he was, he was super consistent for you. Um, I don't know, just, like, the injuries and then the fact that, you know, yeah. like, they might end up, like, drafting a tight end or something uh, kind of, like, gets me away from him. But I think he does have, like, a – he has a high floor for sure, like, when he's healthy and because he's got Herbert, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of add on to that. I mean, I'm always weary of him. I mean, his backup, Donald uh, Parman, I saw a lot of good work out of him last year. I mean, he got three touchdowns, 100 yards, and 10 receptions. But Ozzy, not anything to blow your mind away. And then in terms of the safety blanket thing, Justin Herbert's not a quarterback that really needs a safety blanket. He's already, you know, proved himself as a top 10 talent in this league. And if he's got a safety blanket, it's Keenan Allen. So yeah. only thing that scares me away, and like Carson said, he's had an injury riddled pass. I've had him in my fantasy teams before. But uh, definitely not a bad option. I wouldn't draft him super high. But if he falls to you and you're looking for a tight end, he's definitely what I'd look at. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah, a guy who he has always, a lot of upside. I feel like he's a guy who always outperforms his ADP. Um, oh. like he always gets drafted super low and then finishes in the top like 10 or 8. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Carson, you've got the uh, Logan Thomas at number five right there. Yeah, man. I mean, he like he was a monster at the end of the season. I mean, like he had a 13 catch game. Like he, you know, double digits the last. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Um, and I think just like that's why I like to see like having that momentum at the end of the season. I think he you know, sec secured that. Uh, you know, probably like second option. You know, I think you know behind Scary Terry. I think. He's probably like the second option in the, the passing offense. Um, and I think, uh, you know, with Heineke there, I think, uh, you know, for someone that was playing with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith, uh, you know, the whole season and to get that, you know, 
laziness in production. And then now you're going to get Heineke, which I think is an upgrade, uh, you know, from both of those guys. Um, I just like it. I mean, he was tight end three uh, last season, I think. Yeah, tight end three. And, uh, yeah, I just love the way he finished the season. He, he's a monster, and I think uh, if he could just keep that consistently, uh, you know, sky's the limit for him. I think he could, you know, finish as high as, like, tight end three again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did have him up on my list at number six or seven, I think, before I changed my list around a little bit. But I know definitely a monster. I think the only thing that worries me is that Alex Smith was his quarterback, and he's known as the checkdown king. I mean, not saying that – if Heineke, we mean, we don't even know if Heineke is going to be the quarterback. Heineke might just be the backup. Who knows? If a like quarterback like Mac Jones falls to their hands at, I think, 19, I think they have their pick at, you know, definitely something they jump on. But, um, you know, yeah, super solid end of the year, but it's just hard, you know, for recency bias at times to want to buy into something when someone has a strong end of the year. Like David Montgomery, for example, not saying he's yeah. going to end up like that, but some consistency is always something they got to pay attention to. Um, Carson, do you want to move on to your number six really quickly since we already touched on him a little bit? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a little bit higher on Tua than uh, than you guys might be. I love uh, exactly what you said, Liam, like young quarterbacks. They love having uh, that safety net in the middle of the field. And, uh, yeah, he's just going to be a big-time red zone threat. I think, uh, you know, he's just going to improve. He showed flashes, you know, the last couple of years. And I think, uh, you know, it's finally going to be his time to put up, like, a consistent season. And then, I mean, if they end up getting a Watson, then, like, I like him even more. But I think, you know, if you're staying with Tua, um, I still really like that pairing regardless just because of, yeah, the fact that Tua is going to Tua's gonna need that safety blanket, red zone, middle of the field. I, I just like that uh, for him. That's why, why I have him at six. Yeah. Um, and then going over my number six, I had, uh, Rob Tanyan. Um, I feel like he kind of, it could go either one of two ways. You know, he had like his Eric Ebron season where, I mean, he caught 11 touchdowns, um, and he could either, you know, flop next season or he could come back and show us, you know, that he's the real deal. Um, because a lot of his stats were boosted by, I think it was like a 30 something point game. It was a 97 yard, three touchdown game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that really inflated his positioning in the in the stats. But I feel like, you know, he had a pretty reliable connection with Rodgers. And next season, you know, I doubt they're going to get him any new receivers. So, you know, it's going to be him and Tanya again. Hopefully they can they can start off hot and keep it going. But uh, moving on to Liam, I know you got Mr. Kyle Pitts <laughs> at number six. Okay, you love to see it. Yeah, I'm always here for a bold take. I mean, I think he's definitely – the best tight end prospect that I've seen ever since I started following football. I think we can all agree on that. This man's 6'6", 250. He finished his 10th in the Heisman voting, but I think it could have been very higher. He was definitely – I think he was – you could arguably say he was more unstoppable than Devontae Smith just because of the fact that there's so many ways this guy can attack you. He gets – he's a tight end, so he's getting – he's either – he has a mismatch one way or another. He's either someone that's too small for him or someone that's too slow for him. You're going against a linebacker. Uh, I mean – just looking at his college stats in only eight games, 43 receptions for 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. This guy was a Heisman, like top five guy at one point. I mean, if only eight games of 770 yards, that's almost a hundred yards a game, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I think, you know, there's a lot of teams that I think that he could end up at that are going to make it really special for him. You know, you know, some areas we're looking at like Cincinnati could go for him. I think he'd be a great pairing with Joe Burrow. Um, then we got the Eagles, you know, 
I've heard there's rumors they're going to take a quarterback. They're stupid if they take a quarterback, Kyrie Roseman. Draft Kyle Pitts if he's there. I think he's more more valuable for you than get a receiver like Jamar Chase. I think you put Dallas Goddard and Pitts aside from each other. Pitts is someone that's just you know so dynamic. You can play him as a big receiver outside. Uh, just you be a nasty double tight end duo. You know, just like what you know. Sorry to mention his name, but like if it's Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski were looking like they're going to back in the beginning of their career. I just you know it's a really bold take. I know putting a rookie tight end at number six because you know. Like, just looking at some previous ones, like, Kelsey didn't really start his career off that well. You know, Kittle obviously took a, while, a year for him to get involved in that offense. But I just think he's the most surefire tight end prospect we've seen in so long. I just really think he's going to go out there and he's going to be a problem for defensive coordinators. Yeah. I mean, I would compare him kind of to, like, a Darren Waller type. Oh, 100%. But, like, better. Yeah. <laughs> Younger. Probably faster. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it just depends on on where he lands. Um, he will definitely be in my list once I find out what team you know he lands on. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, really I, don't, I don't know about draft, how high I would draft him though. Definitely not as my tight end one. Oh no, 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 no! I wouldn't draft him as tight end one, but I think he's going to be a steal as a tight end two or a lower round guy. Like he yeah. may be someone I wait on just to go for, and I think he could just. You know, I think he could outproduce a lot of guys on all of our lists. I definitely could see him outproducing someone like Fant, Tanyan, yeah. Hurst, even Andrews if Andrews keeps playing the way he did last season. I, I think he's going to be a special guy. Yeah. Um, moving on to my number seven, I have Jonu Smith, um, a guy that's had a lot of injury concerns these past two years. But I feel like when he's been out there, he's been a really good option, um, you know, in the receiving game and if. Uh, Corey Davis doesn't de- doesn't decide to come back. Uh, you know, he kind of moves up in that depth chart of, of receiving threats. So I feel like he him across from AJ Brown. Um, you know, pretty pretty nice threat right there. I feel like he's one of the best athletes at, overall at the tight end position. And uh, you know, definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on for next year. You guys have anything to add on to him? No, nah, I think he's going to be a good option. I think Corey, hopefully Corey Davis doesn't walk, but like he just really went under the radar because he was injured. I know his backup Anthony Fersker had like a tight end one game this year, which, you know, eventually like made John Smith fall down. But this guy's a speedy guy. You know, that's what they need in this offense. Some guys take the top off the defense that, you know, is going to make the secondary account for them, which allows for Derrick Henry to get more work in. But I definitely see uh, why you have him in your top 10. Yeah, same, because, I mean, he started off the season uh, really well. I mean, he was on, like, pace to probably finish, like, yeah, like, at least, like, top five. Uh, just, like, I think his his floor – or, excuse me, his ceiling is, uh, is like, higher than maybe some of the guys I have. But I think just, like, the consistency, consistency overall is just kind of why I left him off. And, like you guys said, the injury concerns. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and touch on yours, Carson, real quick, Hawkinson. Um, yeah, I'm, I actually, I think, like, this is, like, the lowest he'll probably end up. I just, like, um, you know, obviously it's, like, Goff is, um, you know, a downgrade. But I think uh, still, like, his fantasy production, like, upholds just because, like, Goff's going to be looking for him all the time because that's really going to be, like, you know, the best weapon he's going to have in the passing game, I feel like, uh, you know, assuming that those two guys, uh, Galladay and Jones, leave. So, yeah, I just like it, the fact that it's, like, 
it's going to be golf's guy. Like, God, like he has to basically like be golf's guy or else like, I don't know who else he's going to end up throwing to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a heavy run game. I can tell you that. Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Heavy run game. But then when he finally like gets the play action going, I think Hawkinson's going to get uh, a lot of work for, uh, if that opens up for them. Oh, definitely. A lot of targets. Yeah. A lot of targets. Uh, Liam, you're the first one to have Dallas Goddard on their list, so go ahead and tackle Speaking that. Speaking of a lot of targets, this guy was very heavily targeted when he was out there. Obviously a Philadelphia core that doesn't have a strong wide receiver core, so they got a really good tight end core. I mean, as much as Zach Ertz isn't the guy that he used to be, he was definitely a top three tight end a couple of years ago. Dallas Goddard, I think, is the next thing out there to beat uh, in Philly. I think, like, five to seven is going to be his peak. I don't really see him going any higher than that. But um, just kind of looking at his game log, you know, first game of the season had over 100 yards and nine targets, then went against the Rams. He only had 30 yards, but still eight targets. You know, then he had two bad weeks against Dallas and Cincinnati, but then six targets, six targets, seven targets, uh, six targets, eight targets, and three targets, you know, a really heavily targeted out there. But, you know, it's going to be interesting if they do go wide receiver in the draft. I don't think they really have enough cap space to go after one in free agency. But I think he's going to be the number one receiving option out there, assuming that Jalen Rager doesn't take that next step. I think Deshaun Jackson, he retired, did he not? I think – I want to say he just retired. But then Alshon Jeffrey has injury concerns um, and so on and so forth. Well, I think I am. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey just got cut? Yeah, yeah I think he, I think I saw something he just got released. Yeah, he just got cut. But Deshaun Jackson is not retiring, though. He's still in rumors. Okay, but he's probably going to leave if he wouldn't yeah. stay in Philly, I'd assume. So, yeah. I think this guy, you know, really confident in him for next year. Definitely, like, him and Pitts are two guys I see have – you know, low ADP, but high potential to be uh, play play above their ADP for next year. Yeah. And they still got that Richard Rodgers guy who was like the tight end oh. for a few weeks in a row. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous. They, they know how to develop their tight ends out there. And, yeah. you know, with a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts leading the way, and even if they draft a quarterback, a young quarterback regardless, young quarterbacks, the time tells that they like to throw to their uh, tight ends. So he's going to get a workout there. Yes, sir. Um, Carson, I know you have him as your number eight. Do you have anything else to add, to add on? Nah, I mean, Liam, like, hit everything. Um, you know, all, all those reasons that he just said. Um, I just like the fact that he's, you know, he's been showing, like, he's been showing, like, little bits and flashes the last couple of seasons, but, like, Ertz has still been there. And now it's just, like, the fact that, uh, you know, Ertz, like, most likely won't return. I just love the fact that he's, you know, going to get a chance to finally be able to, like, put a full season together. And, I mean, like Liam said, he's going to, you know, most likely going to be a Hurts, like, number one guy, number one uh, number one option. So, yeah, that, that's, yeah, all the reasons that he gave. I, I love Goddard for that, too. Yeah. Um, moving on to my number eight, I know we already touched on him, so I'm not going to spend too much time. But just Gusecki, I feel like. Uh, he, you know, he had a few good games to end the season, and that's really all it takes to be a top 10 tight end is, like, a couple of good games. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he has a, some, some good performances. He will definitely finish top eight. Um, but moving on to Liam, I know you're, you're the first one to have Noah Fant, um, and you were high on him last year, so. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what you say. 
Definitely. I mean, he was a little inconsistent at times. He started the year off pretty well. Then he had some injury concerns, which kind of kept him out for a little bit. But, you know, they got this full wide receiver quarterback. You know, I mean, I'm assuming Tim Patrick's probably going to leave him for agency because then they got their guys with Judy, Hamler, and Sutton, who I was also very high on last year. I wouldn't know I'm with both. You guys thought it was a mistake, and apparently it was because Sutton got injured. But, I mean, Fant was a solid tight end. was still able to finish as a top-10 guy. Uh, you know, super speedy. I just think with the whole receiver core out there in Denver, this is Drew Locke's year to prove that he needs he's going to be the quarterback there. Unless, you know, they maybe go a quarterback. Um, I've heard in the free agency they're trying to look for someone to compete against Drew Locke. But regardless, I think he's such a talented guy out there. Really liked him over Hawkinson when the draft was going on anyway. I just loved how Fant performed in the combine and such. I mean, obviously not as good of a blocker as Hawkinson is, which Hawkinson was predominantly known for. Obviously, now he's a good receiver. Um, I just really have a lot of faith in this guy for next season. Yeah. Um, moving on to my number nine, Logan Thomas. Um, yeah, I mean, a beast. We talked about him earlier. He used to be a QB, and now he's like one of the – it's crazy that he's like now one of the best tight ends in the league. And he didn't even play tight end until like he was, it was like his third year in the league. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But just, I feel like even though, you know, the, the QB situation is kind of iffy, um, I think he's probably, you know, their second most uh, reliable target after McLaurin. Just a really like big guy. Um, kind of like a, like a more athletic Jason Witten, just like a huge target with reliable hands. Um, and you know, just someone you can you can trust. Great so, comparison. Uh, yeah, moving on to uh, uh, Liam, we got Robert Tony. You want to touch on that one? Yeah, Carson and I actually got our list flip flop. I like that on the bottom. But um, yeah, for Robert Tanya, the only reason why I don't have him as high as you do, Jose, is because that nine ninety-seven yard three touchdown game really skewed his fantasy production. I did like some number crunching it like it just didn't make his stats look that impressive but um yeah. i mean i did see a lot of i was watching like some videos about it. like he does get open a lot just because the way matt lafleur schemes it to be but i think it's still going to stay the same and regardless you know still going to be a threat out there I mean, even if he doesn't go for 11 touchdowns he'll still find himself probably in that seven range so i'd imagine he'll be a strong uh participant in fantasy for next year um all right so uh all right you want to go ahead and touch on your number 10 liam yeah, yeah, yeah. i have some technical technical difficulties on carson's side so i'll give our piece for hayden Hurst since we both got him on this list you know super solid tight end out there last season you know especially in this offense with everyone healthy i'd expect him to play well you know finish the season with six touchdowns 571 yards and 56 receptions um you know, just showed, you know, obviously super loved the story when he came out this season talking about his battles, I think, with mental health. You know, obviously that's unrelated with uh, it. But, you know, super courageous guy. But otherwise, you know, he's a really fast guy. And in this Atlanta system with tight ends, we saw Austin Hooper have a Pro Bowl season previously with them. I think, you know, give him another year in this role. And you got to remember, Jonu Smith had eight touchdowns last season with Arthur Smith as his offensive coordinator. And he still was able to make Anthony Fersker, you know, relevant. And I think Hayden Hurst is, you know, arguably more talented than both those guys, which I think is going to be a reason why he finds himself, you know, on this list of number 10. I could definitely see him being higher 
you know, than some of the other guys. I wouldn't say put him past, I think, sevens, maybe the highest I could see him go. But uh, definitely someone that I think is a strong candidate to pick up because I think he's going to fall in drafts with people going after one, like shiny names like Eric Ebron, you know, even, uh, you know, Hunter Henry, uh, Rob Gronkowski, just because he played well in the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of names that are going to go ahead of him, and he'll be one that will fall down. If you can snag him, you know, be, be a solid, consistent tight end for people out there. Yeah, I mean, I just looked up his – I remember he was a first-round pick, but I just looked him up his draft. He was drafted in the 14th round of the MLB draft. Oh, my God. Which is that's crazy. kind of insane, but – And yeah, he was drafted over Lamar. You got to remember that. He was their first first-round yeah, pick. Yeah. Um, he was their first first-round pick, but they ended up letting him go, um, obviously, to go with Mark Andrews. I still think he's a really, um, really talented guy. I mean – you know, obviously you touched on Austin Hooper's production. I definitely feel like Hurst could, you know, put up something similar to that. But um, What do you got to say about Fant? Yeah, moving on to my number 10, Fant. Um, you know, just a really good connection with Locke overall. Um, they started off the season, like, really good. And then I feel like they just kind of lost it at some point and it just kind of slowly started dying off. But um, I think if their offense is firing in all cylinders – you know, and, and they really figure it out. I mean, this is Locke's, like, chance to really prove that he's their guy going forward. And um, I think he's definitely going to have to use Fant to prove that because, you know, the tight end position is so crucial in, in this day and age. So definitely Fant, um, a guy to look out for. Um, yeah. Who do you got in your honorable mention sleeper list? Yeah. My honorable mentions, I had uh, Gronkowski. I mean, I don't know if he's going to come back. You guys think he's going to come back? He, I think he did. I think he mentioned, came out and said that he was definitely coming back, wants to come back for another season. And I imagine, you know, Tom Brady's coming back as well, that they'd both be back together. Another yeah. season with chemistry. Another season of him, like, he didn't have OTAs. He literally was doing WWE <laughs> a season of summer ago. Which is crazy. <laughs> he just showed up. He just showed up and caught showed up. In the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, almost won himself an MVP for Super yeah, Bowl, literally. honestly. I mean – Every week that he's out there, he's a threat. But he did have some weeks this year where we were kind of disrespecting him. And, uh, you know, because he, he wasn't doing anything. But um, another sleeper I had, uh, Irv Smith. Yes, I was literally just about to mention that. You know, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, when when they kind of kicked Ru- finally kicked Rudolph out of the mix, this guy really stepped up and showed, you know, you know, he's one of the most talented guys at the tight end position, super athletic. And a really just dynamic playmaker um, to add to that already strong receiving core. Um, so, yeah, definitely a guy um, I would draft as, like, my tight end two or three. Yeah, I mean, just kind of go off of that. I mean, looking at, I mean, for sleeper, I mean, honorable mentions, basically anyone on your guys' list that I didn't have. But some sleepers, like you said, Irv Smith, I'd like him for next year. And, you know, let's take a look at another Alabama tight end who's definitely on his way out of Tampa. It's O.J. Howard. I think, you know, Cameron Bright showed that he was a good, reliable target. I think Gronk, they're going to stick with those two guys. O.J. Howard's been in trade rumors since, you know, literally like two seasons ago. I think if he finds himself out, he's a super athletic tight end. I think he's going to, you know, thrive in another system. I'd love to see him go somewhere like the Patriots, who have a really poor tight end core. And I think that someone like Bill Belichick can mold him into, you know, the next great New England tight end. And then – Looking at some other tight end sleepers, you know, if 
Austin Hooper continues to have struggles with injuries. I love Harrison Bryant. He was great last season. But, you know, a really kind of deep sleeper. It was only in a deeper league would I look at targeting him. And then um, Dalton Schultz, though, I did like how he played well with Dak Prescott. His production did seem to drop off when it was Andy Dalton. But assuming Dak is back and healthy, I do like that. Yeah. The next season. And you want uh, to read off Chol's list? Yeah, I was going to say, let's read off some of Chol's list. Um, so his honorable mentions, he's got Higby, Ingram, Schultz, and Jonu Smith. And then uh, for his sleeper, he's got Noah Fant or the Colts tight ends, Moelle Cox, uh, Doyle, or Trey, uh, Trey Burton. What, what do you what do you think of, of Moelle Cox? Because he, he was pretty solid last year for a stretch. Yeah, I mean, Carson, uh, you can give thumbs up or thumbs down. Are you allowed to talk yet? Nah. Okay. Nah, but no, I mean, I'll get my piece on Moelle Cox. I really liked him last season. I did pick him up in the middle of the season because he was going for a stretch of games. But it was really interesting out there because they had three tight end guys and we didn't know who it was going to be. But, you know, it was, they got Burton, they got Cox, they got um, Jack Doyle. So it's going to be depending, especially in um, for the Colts, who are they going to find as their guy? Because, you know, not a super talented wide receiver core. You know, even if they bring back T.Y. Hilton, you hope that Carson Wentz can kind of rejuvenate these guys. But um, definitely a sleeper for Moali Cox if they're able to lose one of those guys because – the, you know, the youngest of the bunch definitely has a lot to prove. Yeah. Uh, where, do, where do you think of Higby now that he's got a, a Stanford at, at the helm? Yeah, I mean, with Higby, you know, we saw what TJ Hawkinson did last year, but, you know, he's got two underneath guys. You know, Cooper Cup's shown that he's been his top slot guy uh, for the last couple of years. And with Higby, too, being underneath, you know, it's going to be interesting, though, because they do have two solid tight ends. It's going to be, is Jared Everett going to lead this offseason? Because they've had two really solid tight ends for the last couple of years. And, you know, I know dating back to uh, Jared Goff's, like, Pro Bowl season, it kind of took off, like, every other game. It was either Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby. But I think Tyler Higby was able to separate himself this season, and hopefully we can see him, you know, play well in this uh, offense, where I think is going to finish, you know, definitely in the top ten amongst NFL teams. Yeah. And, hey, someone I hope breaks out next year is Dawson Knox. I really liked him, you know, in Buffalo. I know I see Carson giving some head shakes for those guys listening on our our podcast form. But um, definitely want to see him go out and show uh, what he's made of. And then also, looking at another name, Miami alum himself, David Njoku, is definitely also in trade rumors, just like O.J. Howard, you know, similar in their builds, how they're both very super athletic tight ends. And um, there's a lot of teams that need a tight end out there. And there's a, some people are going to walk away with a great, um, a great of a steal uh, at that position. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I don't think so. I, I think, think we're ready to surprise our viewers with what we're going to bring next week. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you all next week with a very surprising episode. Uh, something different that we you guys haven't seen from us. So, Be on the lookout for that. And this has been the Coast to Coast Podcast. This is Jose signing out. Peace.